This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Rough Green. Our uh, furry friends, loving, loyal, sometimes a lot easier to be around than, uh, I don't know, people, especially if you live in the Washington, D.C. area, but maybe that's just me. Rough Greens will help your dog lead a healthy and happy life. So, please, just call Rough Greens. You want to take care of your dog, get all the vitamins, minerals, the probiotics, everything that your dog needs to live a healthy and happy life? Get a free trial bag right now, free Rough Greens. Get your dog to try it. If they like it, then get the full bag of Rough Greens the uh, the next couple of weeks and watch the difference in your dog over the next few months. It's pretty incredible, at least it was with Uno. 833-GLENN33, 833-GLEN33. Call them today, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Sick, twisted freak, welcome to the program. Holy cow, do I have a lot to address. We'll begin in 60 seconds. Starla wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I, uh, I know that people get tired of commercials, but you know what? Relief Factor really works. Just after two weeks of taking it, my pain was gone, just gone. I've begun recommending all of this to my friends who are dealing with pain, and I would never recommend something unless I tried it myself and uh, found it to work. Thank you, Relief Factor. Starla, you sound a little like me. I'm exactly the same way. I, I didn't do commercials for Relief Factor. They tried to get me to do commercials for, I don't know, two, three years. I wouldn't do them. I hadn't tried it. I didn't think it would work. Then I took it, and it worked for me. Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number four relief. 1995, the three-week quick start. relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All righty. Hello, Stu. Welcome back, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to 2023. Mm, my God. Gosh, it feels great just to be in a new year. Yeah. And I'm expecting big, big, great things. Great. Not even. Mm. Uh, so let me, let, let me, uh, I've got so much to talk to you about. 
um, over the next couple of days. It's going to take me a while to, because I, I, I wrote a lot. I thought of a lot uh, over the uh, holiday. But let me just give you a thumbnail sketch of where I am coming into the year. We're going to talk about what happened in Washington yesterday. We're going to talk about a lot of things. I was with um, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, at the inauguration yesterday. So we're going to get to all of that. But let me start here. I spent a lot of time just out with people in Texas, New York, Florida. I was in New York for about three or four days, New York City. Wow. Is that a different place? Um, America is different. I sense something. She's different than she was 18 or 24 months ago. And I'm not going to outline all the political, you know, changes, our economy, the status with other countries, you know, looming war, et cetera, et cetera. I think most of us are aware of all of those things. You know, if you go to McDonald's, how many of us have driven through the drive through and you've gotten a couple of hamburgers and they give you the price? and You're like, what? I think we know these changes. I want to discuss the changes that I felt in the last couple of weeks. New York is a shadow of its former self. Um, and there's a real divide in New York that I have not felt before. <laughs> New York is pretty much, they walk in lockstep. Now, I want to preface this with many times you see what you want to see. Uh, or you, you know, you have a sample size so small it's meaningless to pull anything out of it. But just go with me for a second. I have walked the streets of New York City for years. And um, to say the responses are a little bit negative may not surprise <laughs> you. Um, <clears throat> the, um, the award-winning insult a couple of weeks ago, um, I say it's award-winning because it, it really was... It had been boiled down to the essential insult and feeling. It required the least amount of effort, the fewest syllables. It was just somebody who saw me as I was walking on a crosswalk, and he passed me, and he looked at me, and he said, die. <laughs> and I thought, okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. That's a warm response from New York. Very, very warm response. <laughs> wow. You know, and I did say to him, I am just probably not at the speed you're hoping. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I had a multitude of these encounters, and they happen wherever I go to some degree or another. It's the positive con uh, uh, comments that tended toward the unique. This time around, at least for New Yorkers, if I'm walking down Broadway or a place where, you know, there's tourists, I usually people will call out, Glenn you know, or whatever. And they'll, I love you outside of the tourist areas. That doesn't happen. And if you're outside of the tourist areas, the best response that I've ever gotten was. Hey, don't look directly at me while I say this, but uh, I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> oh, this guy sucks over here, huh? <laughs> I mean, that's the way New Yorkers usually do it. It's usually a whisper, and it's never in a group. Until this time. 
I was approached by several self-identified, long-time, born-and-bred, die-hard liberal New Yorkers who shockingly, to my, I mean, I was just like, you know there are people around you, right? Leaned in to a table or leaned into me and loudly say, you know, I'm not a conservative, and I used to make fun of you, or... You know, I used to think you were crazy, whatever. I hated you, but I get it now. This is nuts. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is happening? They didn't say that they were conservative. They just said they get it. They know that we've all been betrayed by those who have betrayed logic, reason, and decency. Now, in... In New York, I heard a change. In Texas and Florida, I heard from many conservatives and a change there. Many are now saying the same thing. I am done with the Republicans. And may I just say, can I get an amen? I am done with the Republicans. We've learned everything we ever needed to know with McConnell and Romney and the omnibus bill. That was a true betrayal of everyone who voted for them. And it's a betrayal of all the American people. Someday, I pray that there will be an accounting for all of the wasted billions of dollars of other people's money. But also an accounting for the chains of debt these politicians have put around the necks of our children I think we used to all be responsible in some ways, and in some ways we still are, I guess. But there's a lot of us now that are standing up and going, this is nuts. It's got to stop. But there seems to be no end to the politicians in Washington that are willing to sell our sons and daughters into financial slavery to the highest bidder. I sense that people are waking up and not necessarily becoming conservative but are becoming american again they have more faith in each other in themselves their families people are waking up it was it was insanity to see in some parts of new york where you had to wear a mask you had to and you're before we'd walk in they'd say you need a mask i'd be like have you read a newspaper lately? Have you listened to the scientific news lately? These do nothing. But there were those cults that were just there. For the most part, Area was kind of done with it. I was at the swearing-in of Ron DeSantis yesterday. I had dinner with him and his wife the night before. And... I was more than impressed, but that's a monologue for a different time later today. In his speech, he spoke of we, not I. We promised we did. We promised we did. We look forward as a state. We, as Americans, look to this. He spoke of the benefits to the people of Florida due to 
returning of common sense and common decency. The most important thing I noticed, and I had not heard this before, he is now referring to Florida as the free state of Florida. And I heard that a lot, and I saw that printed, the free state of Florida. That's like people in Texas, they just call it the great state of Texas. This is the free state of Florida. And as a history lover, it immediately made me think of the free states during slavery. And then I started thinking, we are slaves to this state. We are slaves to the debt. They treat us like slaves. They're not listening to us. Look at the Republicans, what they're doing. Do you think they were actually representing you? Or are they representing themselves and the special interests that give to them? You're unresponsive to a slave. You keep a slave ignorant. You don't want them to learn anything. You want them to believe what you say. They always told the slaves, you're nothing. You can't accomplish anything. You can't be free of this without us. I think the free state of Florida should be modeled. I wouldn't mind being from the great state of Texas, which has become the free state of Texas, and we're freer than most. But that should be a goal that you are the free state of fill in the blank. Because the time is coming and we're going to sift each other out. We're going to, and I urge you to do this, move to where you feel you are surrounded by people like you. You don't want to be alone in what's coming. I sense for the first time in a while, and it might have just been his speech yesterday, but I sense there is a change, and we are not absolutely at the end of the road. There is a shot we pull this off. After I left the speech, I went into uh, some restaurant and uh, I was sitting there with my son and we were eating at the counter and they had CNN on and uh, we're watching CNN and oh, I couldn't take it while they were going through what was happening in Congress, the vote for um, uh, Speaker of the House. And oh, my, did I learn a lot about those crazy um, extremists, the extreme, these are the, these are the tea party extremists. These are the people that wanted to tear our country apart in the first place. And <clears throat> they'd been marginalized and now they're back again. And I thought to myself, CNN, you are as right as you usually are. You have no idea of what is really going on. And how people in the country actually feel. And your influence, you know, at the airports has been lost. 
That's not what's happening in Washington. That's not what was going on yesterday on the floor of the House. I'll explain it in 60 seconds. All right, you finally decided, okay, I'm ready to sell my house. You've got the incentive. You know what location you want to move to, and it's time to pull the trigger. So now what? Seriously, now what? Unfortunately, buying and selling a home is not as easy of a transaction as it is at the grocery store. might cost you almost the same amount of money, but it's a little more complicated, a lot of work that has to be done. You don't just need a real estate agent. You need a great real estate agent. And that's where my company comes in. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I tried dealing with um, uh, real estate agents my whole life because I'm in radio. I can't tell you how many times I've bought and sold a home. And it never gets easier. And I never know if I have a good agent or not. The agents we work with are the best in their field. They're the top sellers. They know how to put a team together that will get things done for you quickly and correctly. If you're looking to buy or sell, these are the people that you need. And it's a free service to you. We'll recommend the best people we think in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Tonight on my Wednesday night special, we return with the conservative agenda for 2023, at least what it should be. Uh, I am sick and tired of the Republican Party and they shoot themselves in the foot. And if they're not shooting themselves in the foot, they're shooting us in the back. The historic non-election of the Speaker of the House yesterday confirmed there are some competing priorities in the Republican Party right now. What should the priorities be? What do true conservatives want to see from their representatives this year? I have some ideas, and others are going to be joining me that you don't want to miss. Tonight, this is how the GOP stops losing in 2023. That's tonight at 9 on blazetv.com and Blaze TV YouTube. So yesterday, they had a House vote, and everybody was saying how extreme these people are in the Freedom Caucus. I know freedom. That's extreme, isn't it? Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, my gosh. So there's a split now. What's going to happen? Well, if you listen to people like Karl Rove, This is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen. Oh, my gosh. This is a giant setback. These extremists have to be stopped. No, no. uh Uh-uh. I don't know about you, but I would rather have the Republicans do nothing than do things that are just making it worse. Mm, Let me just give an example. The omnibus bill. What? the hell happened in the Senate. If that wasn't a direct betrayal, every single one of those senators who voted for that omnibus bill should be remembered when it comes time for re-election. Every single one of them. Shame on you. What did you do by signing the omnibus bill? 
Tell you what you did. You took all of the power away from Congress, the only branch you have. You took all the power away from the Republicans in Congress to actually not do extremist stuff, but actually pass a budget so we could go back to pulling things apart and saying, you know what? No, we're going to pass this part of the budget, but we're not doing this part. We're not going to fund this, but we will fund this. It took away all of the opportunity that all of us work so hard to go out and get these Republicans elected so they could go and do something and stop the out of control spending and the madness of 80,000 new IRS agents and and all kinds of slop being taught to our children. They took that off the table. Okay, thank you, Republicans. And now you want me to line up and say, I'll take another with McCarthy? No, no. We have one shot, one shot of exposing what is going on in the DOJ, what is going on with the Treasury, what is going on in the administration with uh, um, ESG, the public-private partnerships, what's happened at the CDC. You know, I want to talk a little bit about what happened on Monday night with Monday Night Football. I am so sick and tired of this. You know, if anybody says to me, these extremists, they got to shut up about. Really? Do they? Do they? I am tired of people telling me or anyone else to shut up about something. Do you know why people are jumping to conclusions? Because you've said you can't talk about these things. Doctors with real credentials can't Talk about, well, is there a risk? What does the science actually show? So now, when something happens, and you say, it's this, and it's only this, there's a lot of people out there that don't buy that. Whose fault is that? The people who are involved in the, quote, conspiracy? Or you, the people at the CDC, the people like Fauci, who destroyed their credibility? This is a year in 2023, and this is what Congress should understand. This is a year that questions should be asked and answers demanded. And I'm not quite so sure that Kevin McCarthy is the guy to do that. I'm all for it. By the way, Chip Roy is going to be with us in about an hour. I think he has some things to say as well. We continue in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. In case you uh, forgot over the break, uh, the uh, number one name in uh, Good Night's Sleep is probably Mike Lindell. Right now, his original My Slippers are back in stock at an amazing price. When you use the promo code Beck, you're going to save $90 a pair. That's uh, only $49.98 per pair. It's a steal. You'll love these. If you haven't had a chance to check out the My Slippers for My Pillow yet, uh, do it. Do it. There are tons of different sizes, all different colors, etc., and you're going to love them. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, 
and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and save 90 bucks off the original My Slippers, $49.98 a pair. While you're there, check out the other products, which uh, you've heard me talk about, uh, from pillows to sheets, slippers, they have it all. Promo code BECK, 800-966-3117. 966-3117, that's a 1-800 number. Promo code back at mypillow.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Commodio Cordis. Commodio Cordis. Commodio Cordis. Hmm, what was that you said? Commodio Cordis. And that's all you can say. May I just uh, may I just try to talk some common sense here? The NFL player that had a heart attack on Monday Night Football. Terrifying. I don't usually watch sports. I've been watching a lot of football with my son lately. And I was uh, at dinner on Monday night. And didn't see it. My son and I come back to the hotel and we pass the gym. Didn't go in. God, for <laughs> But uh, we passed the gym and the uh, Monday Night Football was on. So this is your use of the gym? You look at the TV that's I on look, in the yeah, gym? Yeah, I look okay. through the glass at the TV. Right. And I was like, whoa, what's <laughs> happening on Monday Night Football? Um, and so we got into the room and we watched it. And it was it was shocking. It was shocking. Uh you know, something that it's one of those moments that you will you will remember if you saw it, something that the sportscasters all night. I lost count of how many times is it? We're not sure what's going to happen. There's no precedent for this. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know. OK. I, I noticed a couple of things that stuck out to me and 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 bothered me. When I had to switch over to ESPN, I think it was, or the NFL Network, to be able to see what was going on, um, they didn't replay the the scene over and over and over again. That's unusual. Not like we need right. to see it over and over again, but that's what television does. Okay, for dummies like me who tune in late. And I'm like, where is the footage? Where is the footage? I had to go online to see the footage. And that shocked me. It also was, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think this is a good thing. But I, I, they, they immediately changed. Even the sounders, you know, usually when the screen changes, you'll hear. <laughs> all of the noise went away. Uh, and it so it added to the drama of it. Now, they wouldn't say and I thought it was extremely responsible. They wouldn't say really what had happened. I think they knew uh, a few minutes before. That's usually what happens when you're on a network. You get word of what is happening and then you're waiting for it to be verified before you say anything. So I was like, "There, we're going to have word here in a few minutes. I'm like, somebody is on the set standing there with what exactly happened. But we don't know exactly what happened. And this was 
the thing that really bothered me. It started immediately. This is a COVID vaccine. No, this is, what is it? Commodio. You're talking about uh, cart- uh, uh, the uh, ailment known as. as um, Commodio cordis. Right. Commodio cordis. <laughs> Commodio Cordis. That's what it is. All of a sudden, everybody's an expert on Commodio right. Cord- uh, uh, Cordis. Commodio Cordis. Mm-hmm. Everybody is. A, uh, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Everyone knows instantly from, and, from the video. <clears throat> right. And then everybody knows, no, that's not what it is. It's the vaccine. <laughs> and then, shut up. You're an enemy of the state. <laughs> what the hell was that? Okay. So... Commodio uh, Cordis, and I am now an expert on this. Once you can pronounce it, you're officially the expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's rare. It happens 10 to 20 times a year. It happens mainly in children under the age of 18. I don't know if that has anything to do with, I don't know what the age is. Maybe it's 18. I think it's a little younger than that, that you stop going, I I gotta, when, knock, out of me. It doesn't happen when you're an adult. You know, when you get the wind knocked out of you and you're like, I can't breathe. You ever feel that? Yeah, that's interesting. I never put that together. That doesn't happen later on. I just thought it was because we don't fall out of trees. Or we don't move. We don't move. We don't fall out of trees. Yeah. But that stops happening. Okay. So it could be part of that, that you don't really do a lot of stuff that you get the wind knocked out of you. Um, but it mainly happens with people under 18. It's much more rare in people over 20. Now, is that possible? Uh, yeah, it's absolutely possible. Weird things happen to the body under intense situations. Car crashes. He had a heart attack. How did he have a heart attack? He had a car crash. Okay, might have begun as he was going, oh, my God, or the steering wheel came into his chest and stopped his heart. That would be Commodio Cordis. Good job. Thank you. Expert doctor. Well, Mm -hmm. I am a doctor. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the hit he took or gave or I don't was Yeah, yeah, was not out of the ordinary, was it? It No, it seemed very routine. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't brutal. We've Mm -hmm. seen worse. Much worse. Yeah. Um, He took the hit and then he stood up and then we all watched in horror as he just fell to the ground unconscious. He was given CPR and AED. It was used to shock his heart back in rhythm. I found something out about about uh, uh, AEDs. You know, when you're watching, you know, some hospital show and they're like, quick, he's flatline. Get that charge. That doesn't actually start your heart back up. It's I, I, as I understand it, it only shocks it into rhythm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, and I, I would question you on this, but you're a doctor who's an expert. Thank you very much. Right. So I don't need to. <laughs> Commodio Cordis. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so anyway, the the immediate reaction was mixed. Most of our thoughts went directly to the well being of of Hamlin and his poor family, and the the teammates. You know, and when you hear the NFL's like, well, we're not sure if we're going to continue to play. I'm like, look at them. <laughs> Do you think anybody wants to finish this game? And thoughts and prayers 
became okay again. Nobody was saying those are meaningless. Shut up with your thoughts and prayers. It became meaningful again. In fact, one of the sportscasters did this. Um, football gave me everything. You know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football mm-hmm. as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say that like, we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it is. DeMar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad, we're angry, um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up DeMar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 Uh, That's ESPN. That's ESPN. Wow. Now, (laughs) this is sheer coincidence, but I read yesterday that Disney is thinking about selling ESPN. (laughs) So... (laughs) So here's the thing. If you look at the stats, according to Dr. McCullough, who is um, a world famous, probably one of the most respected and decorated cardiologists in history, Peter McCullough, um, he um, published a paper. And I shouldn't say it that way because it was just an op ed. It wasn't a a peer reviewed paper. Um, He said there is a sharp rise in athlete debts. Uh, deaths since vaccination, 1,598 athletes suffered cardiac arrest, 1,101 died. Over the prior 38 years, 1,100 athletes aged of 35, uh, no, sorry, 1,101 athletes died of the age of 35, um, sorry, the ages of 29 and uh, younger was uh, 35. So it was mainly kids. In 38 years, he says, uh, we had still less athlete cardiac arrest than we've had in just a couple of years since the COVID vaccine. I don't know. This is not a peer-reviewed study. I don't even know if I trust peer-reviewed anything anymore. Um, But I don't know. You don't know. I don't think McCullough knows if this is what it was. It, it would depend on what they're finding. My, my real problem and my point on all of this is 2023 has to be the year of questions asked and answered. Asked and answered. If we are going to live in a free society, then no questions are off the table. It used to be, well, that's a stupid question. These aren't stupid questions. 
Could it been Commodio Cardis, uh, Cordis? Yes, it could be. Might be. Probably is. Could it be that it was the COVID vaccine? Might be. Could be. Probably is. Could it be both of them? Maybe a mixture of four different things? Might be. Could be. Probably is. We have the same answer until we actually know. The thing we have to get to is being willing to ask the questions. The biggest problem comes from the CDC and the, uh, the AMA and Fauci and the government and Twitter in its old form and Facebook and Google that have all colluded to shut you up from asking questions. You know how this wouldn't have been a big deal? If we would have seen and been, they would have been open about all of the side effects of the vaccine. If they just would have come out and said, hey, look, there's a possibility of these things. And this is the way it is. Instead, we weren't allowed to question. So you find out, wait a minute, that's not what you said. Now, everything you say is questioned. And don't blame it on the conspiracy theorists. Blame it on those who refused to allow questions to be asked and answered in a reasonable fashion. More in a minute. Giving your dog the healthiest, happy life you can uh, give him isn't just a nice thing to do. It's our responsibility as pet owners. Did he say owner? You own your pet? Yes, yes. Mine's a slave. Mine's a slave. My dog is absolutely a slave. Uh, your dog is part of the family, and you love him, and you want the best for him. Probably comes as an unpleasant surprise when you learn that most dog food has been sterilized and is dead. It's, it's, so it has very little of the nutrition that is vital to him. That's why you need Rough Greens. It was, uh, uh, it was discovered by a naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on the food. It is chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Most dogs love it and will go crazy for it. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you your first trial bag for free. Now you're going to see a lot of differences in your dog, but you'll see if you're if your dog will eat it. If your dog will eat it like Uno just wolfs it down. If your dog will eat the dog food with this on top of it, you're going to see healthy changes. And they want to make sure if your dog doesn't eat it, you're not out any money. Free trial bag. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I've been waiting to talk to you about, you know, the NFL, what, you know, what you thought, Stu. Yeah, such a bizarre, such a bizarre story. One of the things I think you're saying, and I think is totally the right way to look at not just this story, but a million other stories. We like have a moment like the thing that we saw on Monday night, and it's this like impactful, emotional thing. And 
our reaction to it is to know the answer right away. Like yeah. we're all supposed yeah. to, like, it's so mm-hmm. weird. And it, I feel like almost like you're watching a movie trailer, mm-hmm. right? And you're watching a movie trailer and it's like really exciting and really intense. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest movie of all time. It was really incredible in the second hour in the third scene. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You haven't seen the movie. You just saw right. the trailer. Right. That's where we are with a lot of these stories. We don't know. This is something, this type of story is this type of story that requires uh, deep reporting on, uh, you know, a, a bunch of different aspects of it. it. It's, you know, people were reacting to the NFL and how they, they said, well, they're going to be back on the field in five minutes. And it's like, well, they are denying they ever said that. You know, I, I have a, a someone I know who you know works with the NFL, and and they were basically like, look, at every game they have a the, there's one guy in the, that is in the stadium that has a giant binder that basically has every option for every crazy thing that could happen, except for this one, except for this one. <laughs> but right. I think they had something like you know medical emergency, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, medical emergency. In theory, you're thinking okay, someone has to be evacuated. Okay, let's all get back together. Like, but you and it was like. Listed as something like, and this isn't a quote from the NFL or anything, but it was basically something like, okay, well, you got to make sure that they get five minutes to warm up. And like somehow that filters to ESPN who says, they want to start this game in five minutes. Yeah. Well, we have no idea if that was actually the intent. They, the NFL says it wasn't. I can't believe that it was. Right. It would just make any sense. It, right. would, it <laughs> would be absolutely logical that they would say, hey, uh, just keep going, just keep going until they had made a final decision. Sure. Just keep going with the way the rule book says that we have to go. But you look at the field and there's no way a right. rational human being said, oh, yeah, these guys are going to play again <laughs> in five minutes. Yeah. Like, no, not that's, gonna happen. that's not what, what was happening there. So a lot of times you have to wait until you actually get answers before you the form Glenn your Bat opinions. Program. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. I want to go over some of the things that need to be asked and answered. I am all for the Freedom Caucus and the votes for Jim Jordan, even though Jim's like, I don't want the job. I don't know anybody who does want the job except Kevin McCarthy, and that's kind. That should tell you something. Uh, But uh, we're gonna have um, Jim Jordan on with us, and not Jim Jordan, but um, uh, Chip Roy on with us in just a few minutes, and he's gonna talk about what is it that they want as a compromise. Is there a compromise? I support it. 
At least I think. We'll find out with Chip Roy coming up in just a minute. Also, the things that need to be asked and answered. There's a lot. We begin there in 60 seconds. Standing up for what you believe in is challenging, but there are basic things that we can all do, like buying from companies that believe what you and I believe. We need to stick together now more than ever, and there has been one mobile phone company willing to stand with you in defense of liberty and religious freedom and educational freedom since 2012. It's Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. In fact, they make such a difference, believe it or not, that uh, the BBC just did an, an expose on Patriot Mobile. You know, they're conservatives. And they take some of their money and they put it into conservative causes. Did they did they go do the research in their advertisements? <laughs> right? Like, what, I don't understand. They share your values. They're not going to send your hard-earned money that they make in what they do to aid in the destruction of America. They'll work for conservative causes, not against them. And they give you the same great coverage, but better service. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Did I mention better price, too? Get free activation today with the offer code BECK. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK or call 972-PATRIOT. So we were talking about the uh, ESPN um, uh, coverage on Monday Night Football. And I have a real problem, and this is going to be a recurring theme there are questions that need to be asked, and I am sick and tired of those people who say uh, we don't we don't we don't need to ask that question. Well, that question is that that question is wrong. That question is dangerous. There are no such things as dangerous questions or dangerous answers. There are dangerous actions, but we should be able to think and question anything. That's how an enlightened society becomes more enlightened. And with all of the stuff that is going on with Twitter, I mean, I don't know if you saw what Elon Musk said a couple of days ago where he said everything that the right said that was a conspiracy theory, I think it has proven to be true when it comes to Twitter. Incredible. And nobody seems to be talking about it, except the press is doing this. Well, this is old news. We knew this. No. No, no, no. We knew this. You said it was a conspiracy theory. And now that you know it, you say, yeah, well, we knew that. Well, we knew you knew that, but you were denying it. That's part of the news story. It's crazy. It's not old news. It is old news to the people on the right that knew it was happening but didn't have evidence of it, but we strongly suspected. Now we have the evidence that it is true. It's also not really about Twitter, is it? No. You know, like the Adam Schiff one is a good example of this. Adam Schiff, who is, you know, among the worst people that has ever been created, uh, <laughs> period, uh, is he comes to, to Twitter and asks them, hey, can you pull off all everybody that has ever said anything bad about me? Basically, is what, <laughs> what, the, what he asks for. And this is like the one time Twitter is like, not, no, no I, dude, we can't. I, 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 we'd love to help you out here, but that's a little That would include far. us. But, uh, like, but like the issue isn't really whether Twitter agrees to a request from Adam Schiff. The problem is the request from Adam Schiff. It, we should. Yep. 
Like, it, yes, I understand what the Constitution says. To be consistent with the spirit of the Constitution, we should all easily agree to pass a law that says nobody who is a sitting congressman or a staff member or anyone related to a sitting congressman can or a go, recent staff member. Or, yes, exactly. Broaden as much as you want can go and ask, ask for someone's speech to be limited in this way. Right? To for someone to be deplatformed. They shouldn't even be legally able to ask. Because if you are Twitter, right, and you get a con you have this guy who's on TV all the time, six hundred and forty-eight times a day on MSNBC, is now in your email box saying, do this or else, you know, whether you're liberal or not, you're gonna be pressured by that. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Twitter was very liberal and went along with it a lot, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't even you shouldn't even have the ability it to ask for something like correct. that. Correct. It shouldn't happen if it would have been Donald Trump. It shouldn't right. happen. Shouldn't happen. Right. Um, now, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm all for Kevin McCarthy. Bye bye. And giving power to people who are actually seeking answers and they're not part of the problem. You know, we need people who are turning over every stone in Washington and they're not afraid. Well, I might be exposed if I turn that stone over. We have the FTX and uh, and SF uh, SBF Ponzi scheme. I just want you to understand what this really is about. Here's a guy who stole money from millions of investors and then gave it to the Democratic Party and then got caught. And the Democratic Party benefited from that. They took the money and nobody seems to care. Why is that? That sounds like money laundering to me. Why does nobody care about that? The Twitter files. Why does nobody care about that? How about this one? The sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. I talked to a lot of people uh, over the last few months. I, I don't know any of them that don't think it was us. Shouldn't we know if our government did that? How about the questions on Capitol Hill about our energy shock? Really? It was just, we were fine? We were energy independent for the first time, and now there's a global energy shortage? Really? And the Ukraine war. I'm going to get into that next hour. There are far too many things that are going on in Ukraine that we need answers on. But you're never going to get the answers if you can't ask the questions. This is why I said last hour with ESPN and, and, uh, and what happened on uh, Monday Night Football was the fact that people started saying, well, it's the vaccine. Well, you don't know it's the vaccine. It's not the vaccine. Well, you don't know it's not the vaccine. You don't know anything. Right. They haven't taken the guy off the field yet. You know literally nothing. How can you possibly say that? The problem that I had with this was that each side was trying to shut the other one up. That is the most un-American and most unenlightened thing we could possibly do. We need to ask questions and ask all honest questions. I just want an answer. If that wasn't, if it was the vaccine, we should know that. I don't know if we're going to know right away what the effects of the vaccine are, because usually they go through 10 years of trials on humans. 
Well, we're in what, year two? We got a lot of trials yet to happen. They just experimented on the entire human race. So let, let's let's slow down. And for anybody who is uh, an, an official or Google or Facebook, shut up. You have you've destroyed the credibility of medicine and doctors. Look what's going on in California. Did you see what's happening with Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson, this this is crazy. The College of Psychologists of Ontario is now investigating um, clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson over criticism of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The association confirmed on its website that it released a decision November 22nd requiring Peterson to complete a specified continuing education or remedial program, a coaching program designed to address concerns about an individual's public conduct. Peterson says the investigation is due to his retweeting a retweeting uh, of an opposition candidate for prime minister. Uh, I'm going to take a course of such training with reports documenting my progress or face an all in-person tribunal and suspension of my right to operate as a licensed clinical psychologist, Peterson tweeted. This should be a problem. Once you have once you have uh, an inquisition run by doctors, what's the difference between an inquisition run by doctors and one by run by the church? This is just the church of wokeism. Questions. 2023 needs to be a year of questions asked and answered. And you used to get criticized all the time back in the day. It'd be like, he's just asking questions. You know, and they would try to say that that was your way of insinuating some false theory, right? Like, I'm just asking questions. But one of the things they always left out of that analysis was you always said honest questions. Yeah. Right? Like, honest questions. Just asking questions is not the right thing by itself. Asked and answered. Right. You know, asking honest questions that you really want to find the answer to. And like, you know, one of the things that's... Well, hang on, just before you go on that, what is an honest question? So in case you don't know, an honest question is something that you ask that if they respond in any way, and it is verifiable, in any way that you disagree with, you will change your opinion or your action accordingly. Yeah, you're open to Change. what the answer might be, yeah. right? I, I think a lot of people, and people do this all the time, but like you ask a question basically trying to reinforce a prior belief, right. right? And that's not the way you get to real answers. It's also impossible to get to a real answer if you treat things that way. And the human brain is wired to do that, right? Like you, everyone, once you believe something, you kind of like look for ways to continue to believe it. That's mm-hmm. very well studied in, you know. Especially the deeper the belief. Deeper the belief, right? Yeah. That's why this is getting scary with people who go to the Church of Wokeism. Because you are getting so far down yeah. the rabbit hole that you are going to start questioning things that fundamentally have changed you. Yeah. Like a great example of this, not to get too deep into this again, but like the mask thing is a really good example of this, right? Like when this is an example we brought up before, but like when all the COVID is breaking and the society is shutting down and all this is going on, 
uh, Mike Lindell, of all people, reforms his factories mm-hmm. to help and make masks for people because we couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. He never got any credit for it, but... Especially from the mask people. From the mask people. The people who are still like, mask is the greatest thing that saved everybody. Instead of making pillows and and slippers, he decided, you know what, I'm going to help out and we're just going to start making masks in mass just to help people get through this time. And over time, that was a a somewhat rational initial reaction, right? Mm -hmm. Like people were like, okay, well, masks, maybe that will help. (laughs) Doctors wear them, maybe this will help. And over time, the evidence showed pretty clearly that unless you got an N95 mask, it's probably not doing much of anything. Certainly a bandana is doing very little, Mm -hmm. right? But it became a cultish belief by the media and by the left in a lot of these blue states that you were killing grandma if you didn't have your bandana on. Correct. And instead of looking at the evidence over time and changing your belief, people decided their belief was set in stone and they were never going to change again. Correct. And a lot of times that, sometimes that's just from pure belief. Sometimes it's just from lack of information. You were talking about this earlier where people are like immediately jumping to things. Part of that is because people weren't honest with us in the past and we don't yes. know. And when with, with information being held back, people start to speculate. I thought it was interesting. The, wait, the other yeah. side of that are the people who just bought the political answer yeah. and will not be influenced by honest questions and honest answers. Yeah, the masks do nothing. They do nothing. That doesn't mean that we should have never had masks. It was, a, like you said, good idea at the beginning. As soon as the science showed us, eh, it's not stopping anything. We should have gotten rid of them. Yeah, and certainly stopped, and this is the biggest part of all of this, certainly stopped requiring people to go down these roads. I mean, you know, I think you mentioned before that, like, if people were honest and they were, you know, more forthright about some of the, you know, maybe the vaccine didn't work as perfectly as they thought initially and all that stuff, that would have helped the situation. And I think that's true. But I think the biggest thing about it is if you didn't force people to take it. Mm -hmm. You know, when people are making their own decisions... If that decision, just like this, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin, like he made a decision to play in the NFL, it may wind up causing him massive health problems. But you know what? I got to say, if you if you go and you ask him if he recovers, he'd probably say, I'd do it all over again. Sure. And so would the guys who were there in the circle praying for him and absolutely and, and helping him. Um, I, I, we're going to get back to that in a little while. And also. Um, we're going to talk about what happened with the Speaker of the House yesterday. This is really important for you to decide where you stand on this issue. The Republicans, the Carl Roves, are trying to make it feel, make you feel like, oh, you, this is just crazy people. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I hope it backfires on those Republicans. I hope Kevin McCarthy hears from the American Republican that says enough is enough. We demand accountability. More on that coming up in just a second. Also, I had uh, dinner and I was with um, the DeSantis family uh, on uh, Monday night there for the um, swearing in ceremony on Tuesday. And I have a few thoughts on this. Uh, All good. All good. Um, Inspiring stuff coming up. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Roy wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I started taking Relief Factor because my knee pain. I had absolutely wonderful results. I'm able to get around with no pain. I have a couple of days where I had to travel, forgot to take it with me. I quickly found out that it was no coincidence uh, of taking Relief Factor and me feeling better. 
I got back. I started taking it again. And voila, the pain is gone. If you got pain, you will not be sorry for having given this product a try. Roy, thank you for your testimonial. The three-week quick start is all they're asking. Just try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Get your life back. Get out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number 4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. Um... I, I want to talk to you a little bit, um, a little bit about DeSantis. Let me give you a little bit on uh, what happened yesterday. I was um, there at his speech. I don't know if you watched it. It is worth watching in full. This is the clip that I think everybody is playing of uh, Ron DeSantis' inaugural speech yesterday. We reject this woke ideology. We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy. We will not allow reality, facts, and truth to become optional. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. That's probably the most divisive thing. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was great. Let's unify around truth. Um, but probably the most divisive thing he said, this was a really, really good speech. Um, he is a deep, deep thinker, and I like him. It's funny because I was at dinner with him uh, on Monday night, and uh, he and his wife and my son and I, and we were sitting there, and she looks over at me and she says, so what is it you like about my husband? And, uh, you know, when somebody says that you have many options in front of you, <laughs> I always travel the least traveled path. Uh, and I said to Ron, I grabbed his arm, patted it a bit and said, no offense to you. But the thing I like the most about him is you. Casey is a brilliant, brilliant woman. So is he. I mean, top of his class, really brilliant guy. He's not a woman as far as I know, but hey, no, you know, yeah, he's change, a, yeah, you, know, right? you never know. Everyone identifies. Uh, she's a brilliant, brilliant woman who is very conservative. I think she's, I, she, she might even be right if me. I'm not sure. Mm. And I say that in a good way. But I said to her, uh, she looked at me strangely and so did he. And I said, no, no, hear me out. I know the impact of a good woman. I could not do my job. And if my wife falters in any way on something, I question everything. And if my wife and I, we're partners, when we're in lockstep, there's nothing we can't accomplish. You're more conservative. So if he would go to Washington, he's going to bed every night with somebody going, what the hell did you just do today? <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Uh, they're both really good. And I will tell you this. She's Jackie Onassis. She is Jackie O. I don't know if you saw her. Look up their entrance into the inauguration. Watch her walk down the stairs. She is positively Jackie Onassis. This was, this had all of the makings of Camelot, uh, which we haven't seen in a very long time. Back in a minute.
with Chip Roy. The Glenn Beck Program. These days, your personal information is floating around all over the place on the Internet. <laughs> wait until I get it's probably be a couple of weeks, but wait until I get to whammy <sighs> some new technology you're going to love. Anyway, uh, there is um, we're in this era of social media where platforms like Instagram have become the top apps. Cyber criminals are, um, you know, running their online scams with you need to be prepared for as many popular uh, pop. Uh, possibilities as possible you need people like lifelock protecting you so 25 percent off right now you can get a subscription to lifelock it is the top of the line in cybersecurity. believe me it is everywhere and if you don't have the basic line of defense you're going to end up having your information hacked into and used against you and possibly to a devastating um, uh, effect Nobody can prevent all of it, but when it comes to identity theft, lifelock.com is the best out there. Promo code Beck, save 25%, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Really glad that uh, Chip Roy is uh, with us. Talk to us about the battle for the Speaker of the House. Uh, hello, Chip. How are you? Glenn, I'm doing well. Um, we're uh, uh, engaged in yet another series of meetings this morning. We were here until midnight last night at the Capitol, and we're going to continue to fight for the people that uh, sent us here to fight for them. Well, A, I appreciate that, and I hope that uh, America responds. I, I, I think the Carl Roves of the world are thinking that people like you are going to get a lot of calls and deluge, deluge at uh, your office today saying, don't you dare, you go with Speaker McCarthy. I think the other is going to happen because I'm, I'm done, Chip. I'm done. When the, when the Senate passed the omnibus bill, I was done. If you guys don't have the freedom to investigate and the teeth and the backbone to actually do things in the interest of all Americans, why did we vote for any Republicans? Well, Glenn, that's the question. That is the central question. People have been asking, like, what's the message? And I tried to deliver a message on the floor of the House last night that what we're fighting for are the tools and the leadership necessary to stop the swamp from rolling over the average American who are sick and tired of seeing this town undermine their freedom, spend money we don't have, and continue to violate uh, every promise they've ever made in the campaign. I'm going to come up and I'm going to cut spending. We're going to balance the budget. Correct. We're going to secure the border. Bull. You saw what happened unfold with that ridiculous $1.7 trillion bill. There was no real significant pushback from the House leadership when Mitch McConnell stuck it to the American people, made it impossible for us to secure the border, took away our leverage, and did it so that the current D.C. establishment could get what they wanted in terms of a big spending bill for the defense complex and to jam through something that the American people didn't want. That's what we have to stop, Glenn. Okay, so, that's what this is about. So I am with you. 
So now it will will those of you who are uh, mounting this battle, is there a compromise McCarthy could make? So I would have told you um, 48 hours ago that the answer to that question was yes. The problem is, is there is a growing group of hardcore no votes against Kevin because of the way things unfolded yesterday at the Republican conference meeting in which Mike Rogers stood up and threatened members from losing their committees. And when uh, lies were being told about what was uh, behind the motives of members seeking, quote, petty personal uh, privileges and being on certain committees, which was a total lie because members offered in good faith. All right. Put me on the appropriations committee. I don't want to be in the appropriations committee, but I'll do it. Right. Or put me on the rules committee. To, that was me. I said, sure. Put my name on the rules committee as someone who would do it, even though I don't want to fly away from my home and miss my family on Sunday night and fly up here to be here on Monday mornings to set the rules. And the rules committee is the funnel through which all things get to the floor. The fight in 1923, when there were nine rounds of votes for the speaker, the culmination of that was a complete change of the rules committee because it's so powerful. It's a secret committee kind of that nobody knows about that just sits there and decides what bills get to the floor, what's in them and what it looks like. Hmm. So we had a debate about that and then people lied about it. So now you got a bunch of members that are saying, you know what? I can't trust them. I'm not going to be able to vote for the guy. Now that being said, Glenn, literally the conversations I had till midnight last night and this morning is trying to work in good faith on how to change the institution. I speaking for myself, would there be a path for me to get there? But the path for me requires us to be able to control the ability of, of the control of the legislation that gets to the floor and stop something like that omnibus bill in December. So hang on just a second. May I, may I just break this down for idiots like me? Uh, yeah. I think what you're saying is because I, I was stunned when I saw you all sitting in the chamber yesterday. I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that since turn of the century. Um your the problem is all of these bills are being done behind closed doors by just a small group and then it's brought to the floor not for discussion but for a vote yes or no and you correct. want that to stop right correct yeah and okay. we made progress and look and glenn this is important the progress we've made over the last 60 days to get rules is not because kevin was standing up trying to figure out oh i've got these great ideas on how to make the place better it was because some of us Five in particular publicly that were no's said they weren't going to support Kevin. And then another seven of us signed a letter saying, here are the kinds of things we want to see change. That forced the conversation to get changed. Now these guys are running around saying, well, we gave you everything you want. No, you didn't. You gave us some things that will be an improvement, but you didn't give us the key things, which is what is necessary to stop big bills that the defense world and the liberals in the, in the, among Democrats jammed through. Remember and consider, Kevin voted in the minority with more Democrats than Republicans on multiple bills over the last decade. Since he has been a Republican leadership, the debt has gone from $11 trillion to $32 trillion. He voted, for example, for good last... You don't need to talk... Right, I am not for... Right. I mean, I, and I get it. I, what, tell me what the specifics are that have to be changed because i think people need to know specifically what are we fighting for the key thing that i believe needs to change is that we have to have people on the rules committee who reflect the conservatives who send republicans to washington to change the town 
That seems wonky. What is the real message? Is that we need conservatives, enough conservatives. I'm not saying put every Freedom Caucus member on there. I'm saying you need to have actual conservatives who will stand up in defense of the American people from the big spending in this town, be on the committees that actually determine what gets to the floor, combined with the changes to the rules that we are partway down the road and getting of opening up the floor so we can have amendments and debate on the floor so so that we can kill this stuff. So we're kind of halfway there, but halfway there ain't there. And so if they're not going to work with us to get us there, then that's the problem. And yesterday damaged that and may have created an environment where there's too many guys here saying we can't cut a deal with Kevin. I don't know. Mm. That's what we're working through. Um, And, uh, is there somebody that you think everybody could agree on? Look, I think there's this. There's here's the problem. If I go out and say I think person X is the guy, then that might poison. Got it. Got it. X. Got it. Got it. So, so like, so we're having conversations. I promise you, there are people that would surprise you uh, that are in the sort of center of the world around McCarthy who are having conversations openly, uh, or I say openly. I mean privately with us, but like having conversations. Um, but let me give you an example. I nominated yesterday two guys on the floor. I picked one. Byron Donalds was my first vote. Why did I pick Byron? Because Byron is a second term congressman who is not sullied by the swamp. Mm. Successful businessman, father, conservative. He's a friend, proven track record, worked in the Texas, I'm sorry, the Florida legislature. He's a good man. The speaker doesn't have to know every ins and outs of the swamp to make it work. And in fact, we would be great. It would be a breath of fresh air to have someone who doesn't come with a taint of the swamp. Yes. So I picked Byron Donalds. Second, I nominated Jim Jordan. He's been here longer, but he's got a history and a track record of fighting the swamp. That's the whole point. Kevin doesn't have that. Okay. So if we're cutting a deal with Kevin, we better damn well get the rules that will box him in. Otherwise, you got to have a deal with a leader who you can trust to break the swamp, to break the cartel that's destroying our country, spending money we don't have, leaving our borders open, continuing to empower bureaucrats that undermine our freedom. We have to stop it, Glenn. The tools we need have to give us the tools to stop continuing to do the same thing we've been doing over and over again. While every single Republican goes back in campaigns and then comes to this godforsaken town and throws our country down the drain and undermines everything that the men and women in uniform have so fought so valiantly to save for our kids and our grandkids. That's what this is about. Uh, do you have, are you fighting for, or do you already have uh, enough power of investigation to be able to answer the, the questions that must be answered this year? Must be answered. So I would say we had, we were going way down the path of organizing, and, and, and we have the fire, and we're ready to go after uh, a lot of the entities that need to Jim Jordan and judiciary committee, for example, and we've already been having lots of conversations and meetings. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, you don't have a speaker. It's like, oh, hold on like 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah, the world's not going to implode if we don't have a speaker in place while we try to get it right. But we're ready to go on a lot of these things. You would ask me, do we have everything? I think we need a more aggressive expanded church committee style effort to go after the weapons I agree. government. I think that we got some headway in that. There were some offers to do it. Um, that was, I think good conversations were going on that, but they kind of stalled on Monday night uh, around other factors. So I think we made headway or in a good place to be able to do some good things with that. But we got a lot more work we need to do. 
Do you see us, um, I think in 29, or no, it was 1856, I think, where it went on for like 130 votes. Uh, do you see us in a 1856 or a 1920s kind of situation? Well, right now we're through three votes. We're going to go there in an hour and 15 minutes. We know there's going to be at least a fourth. Uh, my guess is there might be a fifth or a sixth, and we're going to continue to have conversations today. Um, there's a, like I said, there, Kevin doesn't have the votes. So we've got to work through on getting it there. And we're either going to get it there through fixing the rules and getting it to where we can protect the American people and do what we said we would do to stop the swamp, or we need a new leader or both. But we're working on it as hard as we know how to do. But the American people need to be patient, knowing that there's a group of people up here fighting for you. That's what this is about, fighting to defend the American people against the swamp. That's everything that we're trying to do. And the most effective thing any listener can do. Call your member and tell them to stand with us to get what we need to get to stop the swamp. And that means Kevin McCarthy needs to come to the table or we need a new leader. But don't go, you know, walk away and get, get, you know, don't walk away because you're hearing people go, oh, my God, you might end up with a Democrat speaker. That's only going to happen if Republicans vote for a Democrat. Republicans vote for Republicans. You get a Republican speaker. And we're going to keep working to do that. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Chip Roy uh, from the great state of uh, Texas, Congressman uh, from Texas, Roy.house.gov. All right. Back in just a second. I'm a guy who likes solutions to problems. And several years ago, when I finally had enough of dealing with real estate agents who just couldn't cut it for some reason or another, couldn't. I, I don't know. Uh, I started a company called real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com are the, it's my company. And what we do is we go out and we look for the real estate agents that are, I don't want to say they're fans of the show. Well, they listen, they all listen to the show and they're fans of the show. They're people that are cut from the same cloth. They know what good and decent people do and want. And they're going to give you a fair shake. And they're the people with the best track record because they have the best practices uh, in play. And we vet all of these people. And they don't work for me, but they are recommended by me. And we watch carefully every transaction to make sure that it is the best real estate experience of your life. Real estate agents I trust.com. That's real estate agents I trust.com. Go there now. Sell or buy your next house quickly and for the best deal. Real estate agents I trust.com. A free service to you. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're, we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. I was reading the New York Times today, Glenn, and we do that so you don't have to. Yeah. That's why we yeah, do it. I know. Uh, so I was reading the New York Times, and you got a mention. And well, usually it's followed by or preceded by fascist, <laughs> racist, <laughs> right. you know, some derogatory. This is actually a, a neutral mention of you. For wow. Once. That's yes. not, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Largely neutral. Um, it's in the article about Ron DeSantis. Now you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it says the the Bible Mr. DeSantis used to take the oath of office was a Bible of the revolution. The first complete Bible in English to be printed in America, according to Sotheby's Glenn Beck. The conservative commentator posted on Twitter that he lent the Bible to DeSantis for the inauguration. I was going to a dinner. Uh, he was having a, 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 a dinner with 500 people. And I was 
shockingly sat right next to him uh, and his wife at the uh, dinner. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I got that spot. <laughs> nice seat. Uh, but um, uh, so I thought I would bring him some stuff just in case he was interested. And I brought this is what I have here is Mary Todd Lincoln's Bible. Uh, don't have Abe's, but I do have Mary Todd Lincoln's Bible. And uh, and this one, this is the one that he used. Um, I love the fact that they went to Sotheby's to ask. Right, because they didn't believe you. <laughs> they didn't believe me. Right. Yeah, yeah we got to go to Sotheby's. Wait, let's ask Sotheby's. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, this is this is called the Aiken Bible. And it is not only the, the Bible of the Revolution. It is the first Bible in English, the first Bible ever to be printed in America. But it is also the first and only authorized by Congress. Mm. One of the first things that they did when we when we became a country was to authorize. Is it right here? I don't know if you can read that. Very I'm careful. terrified to hold this book. Yeah, be very, me? very careful. Don't open that, you know, too far. Do you see the very beginning? Says something. The United States Congress. Yeah. So it's it's by order of Congress. They um, this guy, Robert Aiken, uh, he comes and says, uh, we have to have a Bible for our schools and for our churches. We don't have any Bibles that we're running out because now we can't you know, we, we don't we're not getting them from England. We want to print our own. And uh, so this was the first Bible and it was approved by, by Congress. the United States uh, in Congress, September 12th, 1782. Isn't that amazing? Yes, please take this nine, back before I ruin it. 912. I did get nine a little 12. bit of a, I had some butterscotch that yeah, I, that's okay. sauce that I dripped yeah, on. People it. are always saying, we shouldn't you have white gloves on this? No, actually, when it comes to books, and you should know this, um, uh, your hand, the oil from your hands is actually good. Paper from uh, prior to about 18, maybe 80, um, it had cotton in it, and so it yeah. doesn't it doesn't get brittle. And if you wear gloves and something is brittle, you'll shatter the page. Yeah, no, it is that is something you should know. It's really pragmatically useful information for most people. Just bringing it right to shut up. <laughs> what what shut person up. needs to know that other than shut you? Shut no up. one needs to know that. Shut but uh, up. It's really. I cool, also though. brought this for him. He was awed by this. This is Ronald Reagan's oath of office, signed by him. This is what was held in front of him in 1980 when wow. he took the oath of office. I, Ronald Reagan, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. So helpful, quite amazing. All the of this available program. at our museum. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, hello, America. They're going back to vote again to see can we pick a speaker? It's going to be interesting to see who wins and who loses on this. 
uh, if McCarthy, if these Republicans who are standing up for you and the Constitution and 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 sanity, honestly, and just basic sanity, if they begin to fall, it will be a loss for you. Uh, I think the opposite is going to happen. I think they, the GOP tried to strong arm these people uh, and tried to scare them yesterday. And I don't think these people are going to take kindly to that. We'll see as they continue to vote for a new speaker. Also, Zelensky was in town over the holidays. Oh, and he's somewhere else. He's been meeting with the CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink. Huh. And he's going to be the main speaker. Where? Mm, At the World Economic Forum. What is happening with Ukraine? I try to make sense of that in 60 seconds. You don't have to wait to lock your front door until after the bad guy has already gotten into your home. You don't want to lock the bank vault after the guy with the sack full of money runs out of the bank. So why would you wait to get online protection until a cyber criminal has already gotten your information? This is why you need LifeLock. Internet safety, you can't cut it out of the budget. It has got to be paramount in your life. 25% off a subscription now to LifeLock, which I think is the top of the line in cybersecurity. It has both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent, you know, all bad things from happening. Nobody can do that in any business. But I think LifeLock by Norton is the best in the business because they have both restoration and preventative. So join now. LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code back and save 25%. LifeLock.com. So uh, the president of Ukraine, uh, Zelensky, held a video conference meeting with Larry Fink, the CEO. Is there a guy who has a more apt name than Larry Fink at BlackRock? Character from Three's Company. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a Bond villain. (laughs) Uh, Larry Fink, he is uh, the world's leading investment managers at BlackRock. Um, they, they manage about $8 trillion. It's probably more than that, um, altogether, but under their direct, uh, leadership, $8 trillion. Now they had some preliminary agreements, uh, with the head of state and Larry Fink, the BlackRock team has been working for several months on a project to advise Ukrainian government on how to structure the country's reconstruction funds. So I just want to this right. Ukraine comes and they want money for this war, and our government gives them money, and we don't send any accountants to track that money. Then BlackRock starts working with their government and says, We'll help you use that money. Mm, this doesn't sound like doesn't sound like there's anything we should be watching here, does it? He um, he agreed with uh, Larry Fink to focus on coordinating the efforts of all potential investors and participants in the reconstruction of their country, channeling investments into the most relevant and impactful sectors of the Ukrainian economy. 
during uh, the conversation, it was emphasized that Black BlackRock leaders plan to visit Ukraine in the next year. Our accountants, no, but BlackRock will be there. Um, <clears throat> they are um, they're uh, going in and uh, and uh, uh, looking after the allocated uh, funds. And they're going to advise on structuring the re, uh, reconstruction projects for Ukraine. So why has Ukraine become such a big deal? If you go back in time, do you remember? Ukraine was a big deal under Obama with Biden. Huge. 2014. Had to have Ukraine. Had to have Ukraine. The State Department overthrows the sitting president. And gets in the new president. And then Biden comes over and threatens them with funds and says, you got to get rid of this prosecutor. Otherwise, we're going to withhold funds and they get rid of that prosecutor. This has been a money laundering scene for the left for a very, very long time. George Soros, all of the left is over in Ukraine. Why is the question now? Is it because we are strategically using Ukraine to dismantle Russia because there is a fight for a new world order? And it is either going to be the World Economic Forum's world order or the world order of the communists in China or the Putins of the world. And that is a national socialistic kind of uh, nation. Or what the World Economic Forum is going for is an international socialistic sort of program. Okay, that's truly what it is. National and international. They're not communists. It is truly more fascism. It is the definition of fascism when the state and the um, business collude with one another and the government tells business what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. And it's all privately owned, but it's a public-private partnership. That is the literal definition of fascism. This is what we went through in World War, uh, World War II. You had the national fascists of Italy and of uh, Germany. And then you had the international communists of Russia. At that time, we also had the free world. This time, we don't have the free world. What's happening now is we're arguing over fascism. China might call themselves a communist party, but they're much more fascistic in nature than communist. This is the argument. Are we going to be international fascists or are we going to be national fascists? If they can take down Russia, which is a lot easier than China, then you have a much better chance of the whole world being against China and you have national fascism. I think that's one of the reasons. But I also think that there is. There's just a lot of money sloshing around in Ukraine and there's a lot of slime in Ukraine. Who's getting rich on this? We need that question to be answered this year. 
before we go to war or give them any more money. Why are we there? Why are we now, according to um, a source in the CIA, we're now directing internal hits on Russia for Ukraine. Why would we do that? And second of all, why would we announce that? Why would we say that out loud? Shh. Inside voice. It's insane. I don't think even if Russia, if Putin says, I'll comply. He's not going to give back uh, Crimea. But if he says, I'll comply and everything else, I don't think we're going to make a deal with him. We want the destruction for some reason. And when I say we, I don't mean you and me. There is some other um, agenda at work. And I have a feeling it revolves around international socialism or the Great Reset. There's a couple of other things that you should be aware of. Uh, The TSA is expanding facial recognition programs at major airports. Um, they're going to Nash, they're going to roll this out nationally soon, but the facial recognition program, this is, this is really, really bad. Do not give the government a scan of your eye. There is nothing worse than giving them a scan that is more unique than your fingerprint. It gives more information about you. Then your fingerprint. And people are just like, yeah, but I'll get through the line quicker. Oh, my gosh. Don't do that. It's now being used in more than a dozen airports. Vegas, Denver, Dallas, Fort Worth. TSA uh, says it's going to destroy most of the images. That's kind of like mostly dead. Uh, They're going to destroy most of the images within a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. 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 Let's watch for that. Because you are going to see in the next year, maybe two, but I I think it's going to be this year. You are going to see the beginning of uh, a... A tracking system, a global monitoring system that is beyond your imagination. We now have technology through low uh, altitude satellites, uh, drones. We are we are on the precipice of not a square inch of Earth being unseen 24 hours a day, not a square inch of Earth. They're going to start it in the biggest of cities. They already are doing it in China. But now we have the computing power and we have the photographic um, power of being able to monitor everything and link everything. Did you see the movie uh, State of Fear? Who was in that? Uh, It was Gene Hackman uh, and Will Smith, I think. That was uh, Enemy of the State. Wasn't Enemy it? of the State. Okay. Thank you. Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State. If you saw that, I remember watching going, that technology doesn't exist, does it? The answer then was no. But the people in the Pentagon and the CIA, they were like, hey, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> There's a fun toy. Yeah. And we are now building it. And uh, there's probably no stopping it now. 
you know, unless we had Congress on our side, which don't count on that one. But that is extraordinarily dangerous. What part of that technology are you talking about when you say the the Uh, the the part of technology that could uh, what they're building now is low earth or low altitude uh, satellites in a string that can monitor one place all the time. So it because the satellites move, you need a string of them. So it's constantly trained on New York City and can lock in on New York City continually 24 hours a day. And then it will have parameters through the algorithm of that's unusual. That's not right. And it can, you know, it, it can read your, you know, the back of your credit card from space. And the algorithm will say something terrorist activity, something illegal may be happening, and it can automatically gin down, zoom in on any area, alert the police, alert the feds, or it can zoom in. And if it can't get close enough all through algorithm, it will then start to use the local cameras all the way to your cell phones and be able to see exactly what's going on everywhere in that area so basically constant monitoring they're calling it the all-seeing eye i wrote about it. it's called the eye of moloch mm. um, but that is now uh coming coming soon to a world near you and even i i know you i think i understand what you meant by this but you said you know oh you know, this is definitely going to happen unless congress gets on our side but even if congress was a a, a a congress that respected the constitution china's is not someone eventually is going to do this. no somebody is going to do it and that is the excuse that all of them use look china is going to do it so we better do it too mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the problem uh, the problem with it is once you have it no no one no one ever gives that power up no one gives that power up uh, that's the problem with the intel being so uh, tied into the administration. You know, when when you have the NSA gathering information on every American, their phone calls, everything. No president is going to say, no, we should shut that down. Mr. President, Russia is doing it to the American people. China is doing it to the American people. We should at least know so we have the heads up. They're just never going to get rid of it. Never. Well, it's not paranoia if they're really after you. Exactly. Exactly right. It's not only true, but also the tagline for enemy of the state. (laughs) So it's. uh, I got to watch that again. Yeah. I've been reading up. I think it's called Whammy. I've been reading up on it lately. And uh, it's a little terrifying. The stuff that we've talked about it for years and said, one of these days. Well, when I say one of these days. It could be in the next six months that these things begin to come online. I'm a little disturbed that if, if they're calling it whammy, are they naming it after the creature that steals your points on Press Your Luck, the old game show? Oh, my gosh. You figured <laughs> it out. <laughs> no. Uh, Goldline would uh, like to wish you a happy new year. They share some good news to kick it off. Famous trader J.C. Parents who runs uh, all, uh, allstarcharts.com, has just indicated that he thinks gold may reach $5,000 an ounce. I hope he's wrong. As someone who owns some gold, I hope to God he's wrong. Because if he's right, that means the world is in tremendous trouble. I will tell you, I'm putting a list of predictions uh, down for 2023. And... 
I'm really close. I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to put it on for 2023 or 2024, but the uh, digital currency from the Fed, I'm leaning towards it's going to happen by the end of the year. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that it would make gold go up to 5,000 an ounce. Swiss Asia Capital C- CIO has claimed that it'll reach $4,000 an ounce this year. I don't know. I just know it's real money. Okay, it's it's not a representation of money. Gold is what backs the representation of money. Goldline, goldline.com. Call them right now with every tube of 25 of the one fourth ounce gold Mayflower background. You're going to receive at no charge 10 one ounce silver Mayflower rounds and 50 of the mind your business silver gram bars. This is a tremendous deal. These rounds commemorate the 400th year of the landing of the Mayflower. They are beautiful, and they have the uh, crest of the United States, the seal of the United States, as designed by Benjamin Franklin, which is totally different, on the back of each. Uh, Get this deal now. Call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Okay, so um, in mid through late December, the United Nations hosted its COP15 international meeting on biodiversity. Uh, And they did this right before Christmas, you know, because they knew everybody was paying attention. And, you know, we want to make sure everybody understands what we just did. The last day of the conference, the member nations adopted in the words of Reuters, quote, a landmark global deal to protect nature and direct billions of dollars towards uh, conservation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Kunming Montreal Global Biodiversity Framework, reflecting the joint leadership of China and Canada, is the culmination of four years of work toward creating an agreement to guide global conservation efforts through 2030. Delegates were able to build a consensus around the deal's most ambitious target of protecting 30% of the world's land and seas by the decade's end. The Canadian Environment and Climate Change Minister uh, called the agreement a major win for our planet and all of humanity, charting a new course away from the relentless destruction of habitats and species. Hmm. The deal directs countries to allocate $200 billion per year for biodiversity initiatives from both the public and private sectors, as well as to conserve massive amounts of land and water to reach the global goal of 30% of land and water conserved globally by 2030. The other parts, they want to cut food waste in half to reduce overconsumption. Reduce by half both excess nutrients and overall risk posed by pesticides and hazardous chemicals. Excess nutrients? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting yeah, term. I've never heard that lots term. Lots of excess nutrients. Mm. Progressively face out or reform by 2030 subsidies that harm biodiversity by at least $500 billion a year while scaling up positive incentives for biodiversity's conservation and sustainable use. 
ensure that areas under agriculture, aquaculture, fisheries and forestry are managed sustainably, in particular through the use of sustainable biodiversity uh, programs, including through a substantial increase of the application of biodiversity friendly practices. Oh, I, I, I like friendly practices. I wonder what those might be. By the way, the Biden administration, a big part of this agreement, has already adopted its own 30 by 30 conservation goal in the United States. It's all ESG and the Great Reset at work. The Glenn Beck Program. Jeez. Uh, Deborah writes in about her experience with Rough Greens. She says, I recently adopted an older German shepherd named Ava. I added rough greens to her diet about 10 days ago, and I believe it's already helping with her digestion. Uh, Ava seems to love the taste. She's always anxious to eat and licks the bowl clean. Her energy is improving, and she's adapting well to her new home. Uh, I will make rough greens a regular addition to her meals. Thank you, rough greens, from both me and Ava. Deborah, thank you. Uh, Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. And dogs like Ava, dogs like mine, Uno, love it. Just love it. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they're going to have a special deal for you. You just go to roughgreens.com slash back. They'll give you your first bag free. Free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Or call today, 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. It's a new year. Great time to get on board with Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Where do you stand on this uh, McCarthy issue, Stu? I think think it was coming in the most likely thing that McCarthy would win. However, his approach seemed to be he gave a lot of ground, as even Chip Roy mentioned, some important mm-hmm. things, uh, and then got really angry about it. And his closing argument to everyone who was opposing him was, "You F suck, you." Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, and yeah. I, I was shocked. Dan Crenshaw said, "You're an enemy if you don't vote for him." A lot of that. It was not wow. just from Crenshaw. It was from several, apparently. I, I'm fine, Kevin. Dan. If I'm an enemy, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, including from Kevin McCarthy <laughs> as well. They were, you know, very. They decided to come down hard on the people to because try to push them in order. Because they think that they are the majority. They think... And they are the majority. I mean, McCarthy got no, over 200 their, votes. Right? Yeah, no, in there. Mm-hmm. They think they're the majority of the Republicans. I don't think they are. Republicans mm-hmm. are really tired of all of this stuff. The average, everyday Joe is tired of all of this. Yeah. The 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 blue collar people are tired of the fat cats winning and I've never seen an easier choice. I mean, again, look at Florida. Ron DeSantis wins by what? A fraction of a point point. I think four tenths. Yeah, four tenths of a point. He wins reelection by 19 points. That doesn't happen just because you weren't the Democrat. Right. That happens because you were doing something. Yeah. A positive agenda. People actually care about like see the vision. Yeah, totally. Now, look, this is more difficult than I want it to be. Right. My 
reactionary thought here is I want to real. I'd love to have Chip Roy, the Speaker of the Me House. Me too. I'm not going to get it, yeah. but I'd like to have it. Um, and I think the issue here is, of course, we want someone more conservative, more aligned with conservative values. Can I tell you values. something? If we had somebody that was as radical as the Democrats put up for Speaker of the House. Right. I mean, I don't even know who you would have that is that radical. It would, it yeah. would, it would literally maybe have to be some, I mean, it might have to be Karl Marx. <laughs> you know what I mean? Karl Marx is more in the middle of the party on the left now. Yeah. Not even on the fringes. But I mean, what you're trying to do here, if you have 245 seats, you can get that person in. Like there's a chance you could get in a real conservative. What you're looking at now is, you know, 222, 223 seats. You have a, you have four you can lose. So not only can you not lose Chip Roy or some other conservative, Lauren Boebert, right? You also can't lose the most moderate members in the Republican caucus. So you, you're you not going to get the person you want out of this. The question is, but wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> can you find the either the perfect midpoint, which is almost impossible to make both sides happy, mm-hmm. Or you're going to have a negotiation and, as Chip Roy pointed out earlier on the show, a, a conversation about trust. If you can find someone who will at least treat you yes. as a, a, a human being and a respectable member of the caucus. But I think this is all that the the extremists are looking for. They're just looking yeah. for, look, yeah. we want to have a debate about these bills. Mm-hmm. We don't want them done by six people in a committee meeting and then rush to the floor without any of us reading it. No debate, no add-ons. No, yeah. we're not doing that. That's what they're asking for. And right. I think that's 100% reasonable. I think their asks are very reasonable. One of the asks was, hey, can we get 72 hours after a bill comes out to vote on it? No. Yeah, right, like, You're an extremist. Rational. Another one they gave, and this is an interesting one. Normally, you have to get half of the Republicans to come out and vote and say, we want the speaker to be tossed out. They lowered that threshold from half... So, you know, 114 Mm -hmm. or 112, whatever it is, to only five members can call for a vote now. Five members can say, hey, we think Kevin McCarthy sucks. Let's vote him out. And if you can get the majority of the Republicans to do it, you could throw him out. So he might, even if he wins, he might not be in there long. Um, But I think what's going to happen is, I think because of the way McCarthy approached this, he's now cemented that block of 19 now to 20 maybe even more maybe even more of people who are just like i don't not only do i not like getting the rules that i want i also do not like kevin mccarthy yeah and i he's he's targeted me and i'm not going to put up with it so uh, to me the most likely that, that just shows kevin mccarthy is a nancy pelosi that that's the way the left deals with things get in line or you're done and there are enough Republicans that are tired of that being the line from the Republicans. Yeah. Sorry, I'm an independent person and I am not going along in lockstep silently with everything that you say. Yeah. And I think there's two different sides of this, too. The Chip Roy side, which is like, hey, I have some really fundamental, you know, foundational things that I want to get answered 
And if you can make this right, we can box Kevin McCarthy in on these things. I'm willing right. to go through with right. this. There's another side that I think just doesn't like McCarthy and wants to embarrass him <laughs> and will take someone similar to McCarthy if it's not McCarthy. You know, like, you know, Steve Scalise or, or Lee Stefanik are the next two that have been talked about. And, you know, they're not going to be, I don't think, all that different from McCarthy policy-wise, but they might just be liked by more members and be able to I get would through. rather have somebody who is chained down yes. than somebody I like. Oh, totally. Because you, you never can trust people, so no. don't trust. The other part that's interesting about this is the Donald Trump aspect here. Trump came out and endorsed kevin mccarthy for speaker uh you know and people like marjorie taylor green yeah we're like what are you doing no no they've campaigned for mccarthy mccarthy yeah um so it's been a it's been a weird wait what yeah that yeah that's uh she's been trying to convince this group which is a lot of people who are similar uh, maybe in policy position to marjorie taylor green but she's on the mccarthy side of this uh, which is kind of a fascinating turn i guess um but donald trump was as well so maybe not you know, not all that surprising in some ways. So all of this went down yesterday. Three votes uh, went down. McCarthy did not get through. The question was, what was Trump going to do? He was asked by uh, one of the D.C. media um, services, and he basically was noncommittal. Look, I, you know, we're going to see what happens here. I don't know. So it seemed like to a lot of observers that he was looking at this and saying, look, this is a loser. It's time to get off the bandwagon. Well, he just came out with a new statement. Um, some really good conversations took place last night, and it's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory, and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California, the only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans, do not turn a great triumph into a great, a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. Nah. Nah. You don't buy that. No, I think he believes it. Maybe he has yeah. more information than I do. I, I don't. I, you don't no. buy that he's going to do a great job. No, I <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Um, but I was wrong. I didn't think Donald Trump would do a great job. And I think he did a great job. And many fronts, he did things that were the exact opposite what I would have expected him to do. So maybe he's, you know, had conversations with Kevin. I, I don't know. I, I'm just done and I wouldn't be this hard-nosed about it if it hadn't been for what Mitch McConnell did right before the holiday, mm. where he took away all, everything you worked for, everything you worked for. In the omnibus. Yeah, bill. it just took it away, just took the omnibus and said, hey, yeah, we're locking in uh, all of the funding for the next year, which took every piece of power uh, not every, but a Many lion's of share of power away from Congress. You just why, why would try you do to that? win when this is what winning looks like? Yeah, why? Why? I mean, I, I, I have to tell you, I think there is the. I hate to say this out loud because it it means the destruction of the republic for a while, <laughs> uh, and maybe forever. But I think that there is going to be a third party. I, I think there's a chance Donald Trump starts a third party. I think Donald Trump. Uh, he, is unpredictable enough to say, you know what, this whole thing is rigged. Uh, you know, I didn't win the primary, or maybe he does it before the primary. I, I don't know. But there's a chance that he could say, I'm out. I'm going to start my own party. And there'll be a good argument for a lot of people to go to a third party because this party, the Republican Party, has betrayed everybody 
all the time for decades, decades. It doesn't mean anything anymore. No, here's what it means. It means if you work really hard, you will uh, get them elected and then they'll go and betray you. That's what it means. That's what it means for the most part. Mm. And uh, if if that happens, I mean, we only have one shot. I think we have one more chance. If we don't if we lose the presidency and the Senate and the White House, we're done. We're at the end, guys. We're at the end. But it doesn't help us to have the Senate and the House and the presidency and then have somebody who's going to go in and spend just as much as they're spending now. We we need true reform. We need somebody to go in and clean up the DOJ. Stop the uh, Department of Education. We need actual reform. And that's why it is it is time for the Republicans to start stating a vision. I haven't heard a vision for America. All I hear is, well, we, we need to go back to the Constitution. That doesn't mean anything to anybody. It does to me. It does to you. But it doesn't mean anything except an old dusty document to most people. They don't know what the Constitution is. They don't even know we have three branches of power. So what is your vision? This is the thing that we're going to be touching on tonight and tomorrow on the Glenn Beck program. Tonight at uh, 9 o'clock for my Wednesday night special, we're going to lay out, see if we can find a, a Republican agenda for 2023. What is it going to take to win and have it actually mean something? Tonight at 9 o'clock on the Glenn Beck Wednesday night special. That's on Blaze TV, Blaze TV YouTube. Uh, if you don't have Blaze TV, please sign up now. Uh, we need you to be part of the family at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save 10% on your subscription Right now, we'll see you tonight at 9 p.m. More in a minute. So, how's that New Year's resolution coming along? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even make one. That's how. That's how. <laughs> I, I mean, no, it's I, a guaranteed way not to fail. Guaranteed. I'm not going to fail this year. Mm. I didn't make one. If you did make one, how long did it take you before that pizza was just calling your name? And you're like, I got to Here's one. Try, try resolving not to end up in a broken down car on the side of the road after midnight some night wondering how the heck am I going to have pay for this car to be repaired? Easy resolution to keep. If you have car shield car shield offers protection plans for around a hundred bucks a month. All you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work and car shield administrators handle the rest. Incredibly easy to do. It'll save you so much hassle. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. And every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price today and it'll never go up. Go to carshield.com slash Beck or call 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Save 20% now. 800-227-6100. The Glenn Beck Program. So 
So do you remember, Stu, I said probably 2009. If you ever read this word in a in a story, a news story, run for your life, run for your life. That will be the beginning of the real destruction of money. Mm. Do you remember what that was? The word? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> it's you're the only person I've ever heard say it. Yes. Rehypothecation. Uh, rehypothecation. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that is? I'm going to butcher it, but it was so- basically like taking the value of something multiple times, like almost counting it more than once, right? Like- so you have an easy way to explain it. You have a, you have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Who owns that mortgage? Right, the bank. Mm, do they? Right. Because they've cut that mortgage up and put that into uh, a whole package of mortgages. Yeah. And then they've sold it to somebody else. And then they put that on their balance sheet as an asset and sold that asset to somebody else. So right. nobody a- really owns anything. It's been pushed around so many times and counted so many times. And it's not it's it's not even a real thing anymore. Rehypothecation is Jimmy Stewart in a way. This is very loose, but in a way, Jimmy Stewart saying, no, your house is in your money is in in Mary's house. And Mary, your money is in the pharmacy down the street where we help build. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's nobody owns anything gold. There's only a certain amount of gold. We took Germany's gold. Now, they're never going to tell you this, but we took Germany's gold and everybody else's gold, our gold. And we said, oh, Germany needs some more to build some highways. Well, they're out of gold. Well, just uh, just count it as part of ours, too. There's not enough gold to go around for all the money that everybody owes. Mm. OK, uh, when that debt has to be settled, when people when there is a real true crash and people are like, wait a minute, I need all my assets back. That's when people are going to say, well, wait a minute, you don't really own that. And the world will own nothing. Hmm, I wonder if we'll be happy. Mm -hmm, Um, But there was a uh, Zoltan uh, uh, Pozar. He is the the, uh, head of uh, strategy at Credit Suisse. He wrote an article uh, a couple of days ago that I read. Uh, his his uh, look into the 2023, the headline, dusk for the petrodollar, that'd be our dollar, dawn for the petro won, that'd be China's, and the coming commodity rehypothecation. Mm. And I thought, honey, do we have gas in the car? <laughs> <laughs> All right, great show tonight on uh, what we need to be looking at for strategy. Stand tall. This is your country. These are your rights that have been being violated. It's your money that is being spent by crazy sailors who are all drunk in Washington. Stand up. We'll give you that agenda and try to find it with you tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV and Blaze TV YouTube. We'll see you then. The Glenn Beck Program.